The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Good afternoon. This is Tracy Murda with Crypto News Insider. Today I have Richard Jacobs, creator of the Future Tech podcast, as well as successful author of Blockchain, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Surprising Insights from 200 plus podcast interviews of industry insiders. Richard's also putting on the super conference here in Dallas, Texas, February 16th, 17th, and 18th called the Bitcoin Ethereum Super Conference. Richard, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks, Tracy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. And how are you? Oh, fine. Well, Rich, I wanted to to start talking to you first about how you actually came into contact or what brought you into the interest of the blockchain, Bitcoin, crypto world. Yeah, so um, last year, I got all caught up in the Trump versus Hillary election. And, you know, I was worried about that every day. And it just it just made me unhappy. You know, I'd always be anxious about it. And just, you know, you're looking to fight with people and all that. And um, at the same time, I started getting emails from uh, Peter Diamandis, who's the founder of the X Prize, and he has a group called Abundance 360. And all his emails were positive stuff about, you know, how the future is going to be good: uh, stem cell technology, 3D printing, Bitcoin, etc. And I read his emails. I felt good. I looked back at the election. I felt bad. And um, I made a choice back then. You know, what do I want to focus on? Positive things or negative things? And I decided to let the election stuff go and focus on positive stuff. And, um, you know, again, I started reading these articles from Peter Diamandis. I wanted to know more about the people he was interviewing. And I thought, hmm, I'd like to interview these people because I just love to ask questions. So I decided to start a podcast called Future Tech Podcast. So I had an assistant help me get interviews. And we started interviewing um, the people that would be in Peter Diamandis' emails, for instance. And that just led from one interview to another to another. And over a year's time, I've done over 400 interviews, you know, on 3D printing, artificial intelligence, stem cell research, uh, Bitcoin, blockchain, et cetera. And it's just been a great ride. And over time, I decided and I, I found myself most interested in blockchain technology and Bitcoin and Ethereum, et cetera. So I started focusing the interviews there. And um, at some point, I decided, you know what, I, I really want to do more in this space. So that's what that's what initially got me into it. Rich, how many followers do you have by now? Oh, on the podcast, um, mm-hmm. we've grown a lot. The Let's see. Last month, we got up to 222,000 downloads. It took wow. about a year to do that. But and I've been cranking out lots of podcasts. Um, I'm just, I have a great team that helps me do it in a really efficient way. So uh, that's how I can get so many done. But, yeah, it's, it's really grown tremendously. 
doing well. So who do you find are your listeners? Who's your audience out there? It's early adopters. So, you know, it's people like me that um, I'm interested in not foo-foo, you know, like Star Trek type stuff because I, I don't think a lot of it's real. I'm interested in technologies that are right around the corner that are just starting here that are new and that I can get involved in and learn about. That's the stuff that really excites me. And so that's who the listeners are that I'm attracting. You know, people have heard about stem cell technology, but where is it at? Is it useful? You know, what can it help you with, et cetera? Can, you know, is it really viable? Can you get it done? Um, 3D printing, you know, what can you 3D print? Can you 3D print, uh, you know, complex stuff or only simple stuff? And I don't know if you knew, but there's a guy named Cody Wilson that made plans and he 3D printed the first gun. So, you know, that's just a quick example of what I learned. Um, I interviewed a lady named Lucy Beard. Uh, her company's called Feets, F-E-E-T-Z, and they 3D print shoes for people. And I ordered a pair for my daughter. And, you know, like one cool insight I learned is that everyone has two different size feet. So no one is a given shoe size. You know, if you're 10 and a half, that really means like your left foot's like 10 and three quarters and your right is, uh, you know, 10.4, for instance. So I, I learned that kind of stuff um, from doing it. And, yeah, so the listeners are just people that are interested in that kind of stuff, you know, that's uh, what's the latest and greatest. Rich, how have you been promoting the podcast? Um, you know, we kind of figured it out organically. So, you know, we have it on iTunes. We have it on, uh, we, we do some paid Twitter promotion for three days right after a podcast is done. I've seen that works really well. Um, there's subreddits that people are interested in, so we'll post it on subreddits. Um, Facebook is also a good place. Uh, taking the podcast and, you know, adding some screenshots to it, putting it on YouTube is good. So there's no one way, but, you know, we promote it like six or seven different ways, and that really helps it, uh, you know, get out there. You know, we also let the guests know, hey, uh, your podcast is live. Please promote it. Here's some links to do so. And the guests that promote it themselves, then we, they get a lot more listens. So it, you know, all that stuff uh, goes into uh, making it work. You know, we've got a website for it, futuretechpodcast.com, et cetera, so all that stuff. Rich, you've achieved a good number of followers within a, a relatively short period of time. Why do you think the Future Tech Podcast has been so successful? Because it's exciting and new. Everyone wants to know the latest and the newest, and that's like, you know, it's a bright, shiny object. You know, if you, like, for instance, you, you, you read a book, right? Well, probably a lot of people have 100 books in their house, and those aren't interesting to read, you know, but you get a new book from the bookstore. Oh, and I want to read that. Or if you get something new online, you know, it's just, that's just human nature. I, I feel the same way too. If you took one of my books out of my house and cleaned it up, and then put it in a bookstore, and I saw it, I was like, oh, I'd, I would probably buy it. You know, it's sad, and I'd read it. <laughs> so that's oh, how people are. They like the new, they like that stuff. So th I think that's why it's done well, and, and um, I think I provide good content. Like, I don't laugh with the guest for 10 minutes and just say stupid jokes. I just, I just get right into it. You know, I ask them, what do you do? And we do the podcast, and it's short and sweet, and I, I try to ask good questions. Um, my goal is for each guest to go, huh, that's a good idea, or huh, I didn't think about that. And I tell the guys, go, take it, run with it. You don't take the idea. So I can get interested in anything for at least 30 minutes when I interview somebody. And I think that's what makes uh, good, listenable interviews. Well, I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts. And, and I would say they're very relatable and, and easy to understand. Or they make the, the material easy to understand. Do you think that's maybe part of why so many people tune in? Yeah, I try to boil stuff down. Um, you know, I can tell you, as I focused more and more on blockchain and Bitcoin, um, you know, a lot of that stuff is very technical. It's all made by programmers, and, you know, they're not marketers. They're not um, lay people. 
So it's very hard, like even to describe what's Bitcoin, you know, for instance, and how does it work. It took me, it took me at least 30 interviews to get conversant with it. It took me 100 interviews to get pretty good at it. And then it took me writing my book and 250 interviews to become really good at it. Maybe I'm stupid, but it just took me that long. It really did. It took a lot of exposure and a lot of listening to understand stuff. You know, when I look back over old interviews, I go, oh, now I understand what they were talking about. Sometimes I, it just takes time, you know. Now, Rich, I want to move to talk about your book a bit. You recently wrote and published Blockchain, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Surprising Insights from 200 Plus Podcast Interviews of Industry Insiders, available on Amazon. Who is this book for and what makes it different than a lot of the other books that are out there on the same subject matters? Yeah, I think it's, so you get the title a little bit reversed, by the way. It's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain, Surprising Insights, blah, blah, but, you know, close enough. So it's on Amazon and Kindle, and it's coming up on Audible, audiobook in like a week or so, by the way. Um, after doing all these interviews, you know, maybe it sounds silly, but my head was like exploding with all this info. I, I had to get it out of my head. So I decided, all right, well, I've done so many blockchain-based interviews. I want to write a book on it. So the book's different because it's not like um, I'm just sitting there lecturing on the basics of Bitcoin and blockchain. It's what did I learn from interviewing all these companies? So if you imagine, I feel like I'm floating above the industry, you know, 10,000 feet above it and looking down and I can see everyone and where they're going and what they're doing. You know, these companies are over here doing this. These are doing that. I just feel like I have a great top down view of the industry because I talked to so many people in it. So I wanted to incorporate that into a book that would give people an idea what's going on in this industry. What's so great about it? You know, because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just Bitcoin. It's just money and cryptocurrency. It's not. There's a lot more going on. So that was the motivation, like selfishly to get it out of my head and, uh, you know, altruistically to, to help people. I like to entertain and inform people as well. No, that makes absolute sense. So who do you think it most appeals to? Um, it appeals to anyone that's curious about Bitcoin and blockchain and all that, because I think this, this technology is really going to change the world. Um, it's going to affect medicine. It's going to affect, obviously, money and currency and investing. It's going to affect uh, tracking shipments. Um, it's going to affect, I mean, security, tons of things. So the people that should read it are the people that, again, have heard about Bitcoin. They're curious. They may know nothing or they may know quite a bit, and they want to learn what, what else is out there in this industry. Because I noticed if you just try to go to the web and read about it, it's very difficult. There's no curation of, I mean, there's so much stuff out there. It's like insane. So I think this is a very good curation of what's the industry about, why is it important, and what are the exciting things that are going on in the industry that you didn't know about. So I think that that's how it'll be most useful to people. How have you been promoting the book, or are you using the book to further other projects that you're working on, including things like the podcast? Yeah, um, you know, now we're starting book promotion. You know, my interview with you is is one of the ways we're doing it. Um, you know, we're working on more interviews, uh, press releases. Um, you know, the conference that you know I'm putting on in February, uh, the book's going to be there, available for purchase. Um, for some of the registrants, you know, they're requesting it, so we're you know they're they're buying the book as well. Um, so again, you know. Same thing, it's six or seven different promotion methods uh, to get it out there. You know, we have it advertised on Amazon. Uh, it's starting to get some good reviews, you know, all that stuff. It's just a process that takes time. Oh, absolutely. So let's get to the, the big topic, which is you are now putting on the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference in Dallas, uh, February 16th, 17th, and 18th, 2018. 
That's a, a huge undertaking. Why do you think people need to attend this conference? Well, I'll tell you why I wanted to put it on at all. Um, you know, so I was getting the book done, and again, it just made me even more interested in the space. So I thought, well, how can I be involved in the space? What can I do? Well, I'm not a developer myself. That's okay. Um, you know, I'm more of a business person. So I thought, well, what can I do? I could try to start a company just like everyone else in the space. Um, but, you know, I, I think what would be great, again, to share information and help people is to put on a conference. And so what I did, which is pretty cool, is I talked to all the podcast guests that we had. And I said, hey, we're doing this conference. Would you like to participate? And a good number of them said, yeah. And so, you know, we, we handpicked uh, a lot of the good ones that I really enjoyed talking to. And that's who's going to be there. And the conference itself is actually like the book. Um, the people that, here's why they should go. So again, blockchain and Bitcoin is not just about Bitcoin. It's also Ethereum and smart contracts and, you know, a whole host of other stuff. So for someone that knows either a little or a lot about the industry, they can go and they can meet the people that run the companies that are going to be making the change, changes that are coming, you know, the big changes. They can hear directly from them. They can see it's a showcase of what blockchain can do. That's what the conference is about. Uh, we're including a beginner class for people that know nothing about Bitcoin and, and crypto and all that. And again, we're going to hear from uh, probably about 50 speakers, uh, just everything you could think of. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, salt lending is there. So they let you borrow against your cryptocurrency holdings without liquidating them back to dollars. So let's say you want to buy a house and you've got, uh, you know, 50 grand worth of crypto. Um, you don't have to liquidate it to buy the house. You can borrow against it, put your down payment on the house, still have your crypto, which you think maybe is going to go up and get your house. So that's an example of who's going to be there. Uh, we have companies that are talking about digitization of assets. You know, can you turn gold into a, a blockchain-based uh, asset that anyone can invest in without actually having to hold gold? Um, you know, can we trade stocks and bonds and things like that on a blockchain and make things more accountable with less fraud? You know, can we make medical data more transparent and, uh, you know, portable so a person has control of their own medical data? There's a lot of different things that are coming from the conference. Um, Again, it's going to be a wide gamut of, hey, man, what, what can blockchain do? And this is all the, uh, the things it can do. So really, anyone from a beginner to someone who's been deeply involved in this space, it's, it's going to be a good conference. Yeah, I mean, what, what I noticed, you know, everyone is busy working. Um, so that you got two kinds of people. you got people that are just interested in the space, but they're busy with their own lives. They don't have time to sit there and read articles all day long and, like, you know, to do all the podcasts like I did that they just don't have time. It's okay. So they don't know a lot about the industry. There's a lot that they don't, they don't see. So it's good for them. Because you know, a fire hose exposure to like tons of things. Then even if you're in the industry, let's say you're working at a company at a startup and you're doing X. Well, again, you don't have time to read articles all day long and see everything else that's going on in the industry. So even if you're in the industry and you work at a company, this will give you part of that, you know, 10,000 foot view of what everyone else is doing. So, you know, if I had a company in the blockchain industry, I would have someone on my staff doing a podcast. I would find out what my competitors are doing. I find out what everyone in the space is doing. So I could see like in the landscape, where am I at and am I in the right spot? You know, so I think it'll be useful to them too. And I mean, again, from the, the marketing promoting standpoint, how are you doing this for the conference? Are you kind of using all of these different um, tools that you have available, like the book, like the, the podcast? I mean, you've got some pretty big name speakers like Tim Draper and Jim, John McAfee. How did you get these mm. people to sign up? A lot of it was different from the podcast. I mean, you, you podcast with someone, 
you know, we offer it free. And then they're happy at the end because they're getting some free promotion. So at the end, I mean, literally, you could probably ask the guests, you know, my speech is, hey, by the way, I put on a conference in February. This is what it's about. Blah, blah, blah. Would you guys be interested in participating? And, you know, a lot of time they say, no, sorry, we have other commitments. But a lot of them said, yes, that's really cool. What, you know, talk to me. What can we do? So that's, that is a big way to promote it. Um, the conference itself, so, so getting speakers and all that, that's what we've done. Um, then to sell tickets. So, you know, I'll just give people inside baseball if they want it or not. Um, I noticed a lot of these conferences wait till like two months before the conference comes and then they start promoting. And in other industries, they start like a year in advance. So we started about seven months in advance promoting. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're so early, uh, you know. And I wanted to sell tickets early, as many as I could. Sure, there will probably be a rush at the end, but I don't want to depend on it. So we've been selling tickets. We're, way, you know, we're over half sold out already. And the conference is still about three months away. So it's going really well. And the way to promote it, you know, so I, I have to get speakers and sponsors and I have to get uh, attendees. So it's like kind of back and forth. You know, we got a few great anchor tenants. You know, Tim Draper was really gracious and said he'd come speak. You know, those kind of people, John McAfee, and those help attract more people to come. And as the speaker list got bigger and more people came on board, more people wanted to come on board and more tickets sell, the more people are there. So it just kind of grows on itself into a, a big event. And that's how we've been promoting it, you know. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Sounds like a huge success. I want to also talk to you about uh, the new company that you've started that it, it sounds very interesting and successful, the Blockchain Edge. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing uh, in this arena. Yeah, that's, that's a brand new initiative. Um, again, where am I going with this stuff? So as I get more into the industry and I get more expertise in it, you know, I'm seeing the opportunities. So um, this is probably a whole other discussion, but I'll touch on it briefly. So you know, I'm old enough to have been through the dot-com boom and bust, and I see the same thing here in crypto. So I'm not a doomsday or anything, but what I see is this. Um, there's thousands of companies that are raising money through an ICO, an initial coin offering, and there's no way all of them can succeed. I hope a lot of them do, but there's just no way they all will. Um, Deloitte, the big consulting firm, just came out with an article that said 92% of all blockchain projects started this year have already um, gone inactive. And there was like 26,000 projects started this year. And 92% already are inactive just at the end of one year. Mm. So um, everyone's raising all this money. Everyone's excited. Bitcoin's exploding. But what's going to happen is at some point in the next six months to three years, I don't know when, this is my opinion, um, some of the companies just won't be able to perform and they'll fail. And the investors' money will go down the drain. And investors will get pissed and they'll sue. Um, and then it'll cause um, a whole bunch of lawsuits in the industry, and the industry will go into a downturn for a while. And it'll be very hard to raise money. People won't want to touch it. Um, and then it'll come out of that even stronger, and it'll flourish. It'll do amazing. And that's exactly what happened with the dot-com boom. People thought, wow, the Internet's amazing, and it can change the world, which it did. Um, but it went through a crash for a while. It went through hype, and then a crash, and then it came back stronger than ever. So I see the same thing here. So, okay. So Blockchain Edge is our uh, consulting company based on all the knowledge we have and uh, my eight years of marketing experience and many successful marketing projects uh, to help advise companies in the, in the blockchain space on how to be one of the not only survivors, but uh, big winners uh, now through any downturn through the next upcycle. And the way you do that is by getting real customers, paying you real money, and have a viable business model, not just like an idea and a white paper and all that stuff. 
and not just hoping that you know the value of your token will go up and that's that'll save the day i think that's a bad idea to think like that and a lot of these companies too they have tremendous burn rate um you know 50,000 a month 100,000 a month so they don't realize you know you raise money through an ico now you've got a couple of people to serve now you, now you bought yourself a job you got to build your technology over the next few years make it work you got to get real customers you got to get real customers you got to get um you got to turn yourself positive cash flow uh, you have to satisfy your investors that invested in you because they're going to be pissed off if you don't perform. So now you've got like four or five bosses and you're really under the gun. It's not like, hey, I can go buy Lamborghinis and like party now, you know. And I think a lot of these companies don't really fully understand that they've made a, a, a deal with the devil in a way. And, you know, now it's like time to, to get to work. And I think reality is going to hit them. And, and, you know, if they're not positioned properly, it's going to be a problem. Rich, what would you say are some of the the biggest lessons or techniques that you've learned now marketing in this crypto space arena, whether it's for the podcast or for a book or the conference, your business, et cetera, uh, versus, you know, some of the other marketing that you've done? Is there any sort of trend that sticks out that really works for Bitcoin, Ethereum and blockchain? Well, um, you know, the funny thing is, and it's not anything anyone's going to want to hear, but the marketing is really no different than anything else I've done. Um, you know, my main business is to do marketing for attorneys, you know, for lawyers. And the same marketing we do for them uh, works here. So it's, you know, no one marketing method works. You got to do a whole bunch. And what you'll notice is like some of the methods will work really well. Some of them will be mediocre and most won't do anything. So, you know, there's a, there's a thing called the 80-20 principle where 80% of your, your results will come from 20% of your effort. And I see that even with this. So uh, like we have media partners, right, that, that are supposed to promote the conference. Well, guess what? I get a report every month on how many tickets they help sell. Well, surprise, surprise, two or three of the media partners sold 99% of the media tickets, you know, of the tickets. And the rest of the partners sold almost nothing. So there's your 80-20. Um, out of all the podcasts we've done and all the people we want to participate in the conference, 90% said no, but 10% said yes, and that's enough. Um, out of the people that are speaking and sponsoring and all that, um, you know, a small percentage of the speakers are like gigantic successes, you know, Tim Draper, John McAfee, et cetera. And most of the speakers are moderately successful or just, you know, just get starting to get there. So you see this phenomena everywhere. And I've learned always look for it and use it to your advantage. Look for those skews, look for the lopsidedness and do your marketing that way. Um, market your stuff in many different ways and test and see what works. You know, I'll, I'll give you some more insight. So uh, we started advertising on Facebook, trying to sell tickets. Didn't work. Then we changed and we said, all right, we're going to do a notification list on Facebook. That's worked phenomenally because we're not asking people to buy anything right off the bat. So we built a list of over 7,000 people and growing that are on our email list. And we email them several times a week and we just give them good content, good info about the speakers, about what's in the industry, et cetera. And, um, we're selling a lot of tickets because of that. You know, it takes time, but over time, a lot of those people are emailing and say, hey, I love what you're writing. You know, I want to come. How do I book a ticket? So, you know, that's what's working really well. This is like, this is inside baseball for anyone that wants to take it and use it. Go ahead. But uh, this is some of what's, what's been involved in making this work. And we saw like some marketing methods just didn't work well. You know, like uh, for instance, we advertised on Reddit and Twitter and they worked okay, you know, for the conference. Not great. Uh, Facebook gave us most of the leads. Just that's what happened. So there's the 80-20. We're focusing more on Facebook. I love it. So you, you, proof is in the pudding. You kind of 
are testing and moving where you need to move based on the results you're getting. That makes makes perfect sense. So, yeah. Rich, tell me just some final thoughts. Um, how can someone get in touch with you or reach the conference, the book, the podcast? What's the best way to get this awesome information that you're putting out? Yeah, I'll give some resources. So, for the podcast, you can go to iTunes or the website, futuretechpodcast.com. Uh, for the book, if you go to Amazon and you put in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Bitcoin, um, the book will come up and you can buy it there. It's also on Kindle and Audible you know, for people that like to listen. Uh, for the conference, you go to bitcoinsuperconference.com. That's the best way to reach it. And there's email contact there. There's phone. You know, We're very reachable that way. Uh, for Blockchain Edge, for the consulting, you just go to blockchainedge.net. And uh, again, you can contact us there. So you know, I'm here, um, pretty accessible. Uh, it's easy to reach. So those are all the methods. Well, thank you, yeah. Richard, uh, for your time today. And again, for our listeners, this was Richard Jacobs, creator of the Future Tech Podcast, author of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain, surprising insights from 200-plus podcast interviews of industry insiders. Richard is also putting on the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference in Dallas this year at February 16th, 17th, and 18th, 2018. Thank you so much, Richard. It's been a pleasure, and we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you all over the place. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tracy. I appreciate it. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.